You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Welcome to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to help, uh, help you and answer your question. What do you have for me today? Um, I have a question more about a non-traditional path. So okay. I'm non-traditional. I'm about halfway through my DIY post back. Okay. Um, so kind of like the questions that I have kind of intermingled together. But the main question I have is I'm working full time and I've kind of had throughout my start of my post back journey multiple part-time jobs that aren't necessarily clinically related. And yep. Yeah, there's just a lot of, you know, I've worked in the service industry, I've worked as a fashion designer, and now I'm going back to work full time as a fashion designer just to kind of make ends meet and afford this journey. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of wondering, you know, how that looks to medical schools. I don't want it to seem wishy-washy or if that's negatively going to impact me and they see it as me choosing something over like, you know, clinical experience or research experience or something that maybe. Um, other people have the opportunity to do, and it looks like I'm just going back to my old career. Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of extra variables that you didn't really talk about. So let's let's make sure that we cover those first, and then I'll, I'll get to the heart of your question. In terms of extracurricular activities that are medically related, how are you doing there? So I... The thing is, I, I was having volunteer experience. I used to live in New York City while I was working as a designer, um, and I was working at a hospital and then um, in their emergency department, mm -hmm. but it was so short-lived. It was only from maybe January to March, and then COVID hit, okay. um, and then I ended up kind of deciding to take it as an opportunity to move um, okay. because I was starting my post-bac program in May anyway, um, and so everything that I had clinical and was just stopped. And um, it kind of looks like I just stopped, but like, you know, I'm trying to do e-shadowing and things like that, but yeah. um, I don't want it to seem like I'm complaining or like whining because of COVID because everyone's dealing with COVID right now. So yeah. um, that's kind of where I don't really have time to pick it up. And then I just got an email from my university that they canceled the volunteering program for next semester. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so in terms of clinical experience, how many hours do you think you have? I probably have maybe like 30. Okay. Uh, not much. Not much. And then shadowing anything there? Yeah, I shadowed for about three months full time with a rheumatologist okay. um, in the office. And I they actually let me do a little bit of clinical things. So I did get to scribe for a little bit and okay. take um, vitals. So, so there is some experience there just in the grand scheme of my journey. It is pretty small. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and obviously COVID is COVID and, and it's disrupting everyone's schedule. Uh, as we're recording this, it's December, 2020. Um, are you planning on applying next cycle or are you going to wait one more cycle? So I'd be applying in the 2022 cycle to start medical school in 2023. Okay. Yeah, so, so fingers crossed, vaccine comes out, things are a little bit better. You'll have some time, hopefully kind of mid to tail end of 2021 to pick back up and get some shadow and get some clinical experience. Mm -hmm. the, the question for you is, is there a, a possibility for you to instead of taking a full-time designer job, 
get a job as an EMT, get a job as a scribe, or those just don't pay enough to, to potentially make ends meet. Right. Those are, that's kind of where I'm living right now is like financial stability. Uh, just as a non-traditional, I have to pay, pay my own way. Yep. Um, I have thought about those things. It's just like that chunk of change that you pay up front to get the training is a little bit much for me right now. Yeah. Um, I, I was a yoga, I have a yoga teacher certification. I was teaching yoga um, on the East coast, but then yeah. COVID hit, like, you know, they're not looking for anyone to do even like personal, yeah. you know, something a little bit more relatable to working with people rather yeah. than designer. But yeah, I, I would check out uh, any sort of virtual yoga teaching opportunities where you, you call a nursing home or something and say, Hey, this is something I'd love to do. Uh, that, that may be something interesting just as a, a random side thought. Um, but really, in terms of the core of your question is, especially for a non-traditional student, is going back and kind of going to your main career considered wishy-washy, considered a negative thing? And I don't think it is, especially right now, right, with COVID. For for you as a non-traditional applicant, it's something where you already obviously have a skill set. You can make money doing it, which will support you going through your postback program and, and put a roof over your head and food on the table. It's not a problem. I, I think there's this big misconception or fear among pre-med students that if you are doing something not clinic or, clinically related, while you're in the middle of this process of saying, hey, I want to be a physician, then it looks bad. And it's just it just doesn't hold any weight. Obviously, and why I started with the questions I started with, you need to have the experiences that prove to yourself that this is what you want and it's not something where you're just making a last-minute decision to go, hey, I want to be a physician. You have to have those experiences to support it and to back that up. And you have a little bit of that, which is great. And obviously, again, COVID is throwing a wrench into your plans as well as everyone else's plans. So I think go back to work full time, make the money that you need to make to support yourself, and then see if there's a weekend where you can throw a couple hours in doing some volunteer yoga for a nursing home or, or doing some virtual hospice or maybe in-person hospice, depending on where we're at pandemic-wise, to, to start to gain a little bit of clinical experience. So I, I don't think there's any, any issue with you going back, doing a non-clinical job while you're in the middle of this. Um, it's just not a problem. And, and those skills and those experiences bring a lot more to the table than just you being a fashion designer or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm worried about is that, and then also, you know, the taking on a full-time job takes like a lot of time yeah. out of your schedule. So that's also something I'm finding a little bit of an issue with is finding classes that are available, like uh, university level classes that are available during that time. So kind of my follow-up question is I'm like already like pre-planning, you know, out my next semesters, even through the summer. And I can't find like an organic chemistry class that's taught at night. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, we've, I've listened to your podcast and, you know, watched your videos before talking about community college, but that seems kind of like the only option for me to, to transfer to another, a community college out from my state school. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to look like I'm just trying to take a harder class at an, you know, easier college, you know, yeah. it's, so it's not going to be easy either way. Yeah. Do you need to transfer out or just take that one class at a community to, college? I'd, I'm not sure if what 
you know, the university will say, like, if I have to take off a semester or something, it might have to just be me taking one uh, class. I just don't want it to seem like I'm, you know, playing the GPA game. Yeah. Why are you, obviously, in terms of a post-bac, if you're coming from a fashion career, my assumption is you just don't have the science background and that's why you're doing the do-it-yourself post-bac versus you needing to improve your grades or is it a mix of both? Um, It's more just I don't have the classes. Uh, And also kind of another question is I transferred already from a formal post-bac to a DIY because I basically because of COVID, I was going to go to Chicago and then I was like, just kidding. I'm going to stay home and <laughs> my family is and just, you know, do it here. Yep. Uh, but then it's going to look like also I have a bunch of transfers going on. Yeah. Uh, not a, not, it's not a problem. It be, it, it's not a problem in the grand scheme of things because you have an answer for it, right? It's not mm-hmm. like, well, I just like, I don't know why I transferred. I just transferred. There's a reason behind everything you're doing and even taking one organic chemistry class, or even if you need to take another one or whatever it is at a community college, while the majority of your post back is at a four year institution, it's not a problem. Uh, even students who do a full post back at a community college get into medical school. So you, you have a good reason, right? You're working full time, just schedule wise, it doesn't work. And, and that's a good reason. And, uh, and in terms of fixing a GPA, if you're not a, the type of student looking at kind of the grand scheme of things in terms of your GPA, you're not a student that doesn't have a good GPA and it does look like you're running around trying to play the GPA game, then it just won't, it won't be an issue. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty steady across the board. Yeah. So I good. don't want to, I just don't want to seem, you know, funny. And And then I guess, you know, how would I tell medical schools that part of my journey you or would it, they they would see it as yeah. they they would see it they 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 obviously are looking big picture at your application and can see in your activity list that you have this full-time job and go okay uh community college four-year university transferred during pandemic it, a lot of it it's going to make sense just on the uh top level and then if they want to ask you follow-up questions in an interview they can do that it's not a problem. My biggest concern for you is going to be in terms of working full time and taking these science classes, depending on how good you are at transitioning to this whole science world, making sure that your GPA stays where it needs to be. So just just being cognizant of kind of what your bandwidth is in terms of studying and and work and making sure that you don't shoot yourself in the foot. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, so far so good. Um, so, you know, I just don't know what's going to happen when I hit organic chemistry. Like that's, <laughs> that's the only thing, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. What's, and, and I mean, I've been doing research and just as what Colorado offers is like, basically I can only find it like at one, un, one community college. And if I can't get in that, like a lot of people have been talking about the extension schools and I haven't really heard that much about like Harvard extension, you know, all of the UCLA and I'm not sure medical schools look at that since it's majority online, but it is like their big names. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, heard a lot of talk about that, but I wanted to hear like your opinion. Yeah. I I know a lot of students who go to the extension schools, but historically they're still in person. Now, again, obviously right now with COVID, is an online organic chemistry going to carry the same weight? 
I would prefer in person, uh, but again, I, I think it comes down to just what what is available for you, what works for you, and if there's one class potentially that's online, it's it's a potential risk, especially right now, in in terms of where we're at in the pandemic, because most schools are kind of back in person. Um, there's there's not a lot. Uh, I, I don't know specifically, like statistics wise, if what the percentage of schools being online versus in person. But my my assumption is that most schools are back in person uh, for the most part at this point. So it's a uh, mm-hmm. it's a gamble. Right. Well, yeah, and I'm, I mean, now the numbers are so high. I just don't know what's going to happen next semester, even with my, like, hybrid classes. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that that's happening with pre-medical students across the board. It so is. yeah. Yeah, and, I, and, and maybe that, that is kind of an easy way out, is it allows you to, to take an online course to, to, to get organic chemistry under your belt. Right, As, and that's... Yeah. So I guess that's kind of what I'm asking. Like, will it look bad? I guess during now, like during these times, it's kind of hard to, because even if I wanted to go to a different extension school, like they're all online anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's an opportunity. It's, it's a potential. I, I think the concern at this point, again, just generally speaking, and obviously cases rising and, and things going crazy again, um, that that can always change, but it's really up to the medical schools to determine at this point in the pandemic, are they still going to accept online classes, not online classes, pass fail classes versus graded classes. My, my hope is that everyone is very lenient and, uh, and just understanding in terms of where students are and, and students really can't control if their institution goes online or is it a hybrid or whatever it is. So uh, yeah, there's just lots of unknowns. Right. So it would be important to me to like, I know you said they'll see it on my transcripts and things like that, but as mm-hmm. far as my journey goes career wise, um, like use that as something that I talk about in, in my personal statement, just because, you know, I have worked part-time before, like while I'm doing this post back and, you know, now I'm going back full time. Is that something that's, you know, like it's, it's just kind of the means for my journey. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it has any relevance for your personal statement because your personal statement is why do you want to be a doctor? Not why did you bounce around a lot in your Mm -hmm. post back? So I don't don't think there's any relevance to that. I think for you being a career changer and it's the same for any non-traditional student who's a career changer is the, the whole why now question. What, what is it in your life that's drawing you to medicine at this point? And if you've read my personal statement book, it's, it's a very similar kind of journey between a traditional and a non-traditional student in terms of why you want to be a physician and really making sure that you understand and they understand why it is you want to be a physician with this added layer of why now mm-hmm. yeah i have been reading it so i'm just trying not to start too early since i'm basically a year out from yeah. applying and journaling and that's what i'm trying to do and um you know as far as you know looking at my journey and i've been using map i'm just trying to put an input all my older and undergrad which is taking yeah. a while um but trying to keep that trend at the same point and then as far as you know, I, I know you don't like to say like the MCAT makes up for things, but yeah. I do do well on the MCAT next year. Um, will that kind of, I guess, like even out or show my ability, even if I do have online classes more than I would have liked? Um, or will that? 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think uh, online versus in person, it sounds like uh, when I asked you earlier, it doesn't sound like you're trying to make up for some poor grades to begin with. So I, I think, again, overall, big picture, your academic capabilities really aren't being questioned and, and whether you have an online course or not. Uh, again, during the pandemic, uh, there's there's some leeway there. Okay. Yeah, I think that was like kind of my big question is, speaking to different career choices. And, you know, I know a lot of other pre-med students have random part-time jobs as well. Yeah. So. Yep. Cool. Well, good luck to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's great talking to you here. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 